Well, hello, hello. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Wisdom and Wealth, Pathways to a Life of Significance for You and Your Family. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with you here today. And as always, I have my right-hand man and really the star of our show, Mr. Frank Astorino of the Astorino Financial Group. He's going to be jumping aboard in just a second, and we're going to be unpacking another wealth management-related topic. That's what we do here on the show. And today we've got a really, really great topic that we're we're zooming in on through the lens of a business owner particularly. So if you out there are like many business owners, you're looking out for probably more than just the financial health of your company, right? You're wanting to also take care of your family and your loved ones and make sure that you are setting them up really for a life of, of meaning, you know, and a life of significance, as we always talk about on this show, and a rewarding life at that. So today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be exploring how a proactive and well-crafted estate plan can really help the entrepreneur, the business owner, to pursue these multiple and very complex goals along the way. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Frank out and get into it. Frank, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you, Ryan. As always, I look forward to this topic. It's dear to my heart. Yeah, absolutely, Frank. I know you're having a lot of conversations surrounding estate planning efforts with your business owner clients and even those just at large out there in the world. Frank, let's start high level because this is a pretty big topic here today. Could you just start by helping our audience better understand the role that estate planning plays overall uh, for an entrepreneur or a business owner? Well, estate planning in itself is is very critical to uh, any individual's financial planning. But when it comes to the entrepreneur, I would call it vital. Um, and at its core, estate planning is the process of efficiently and effectively transferring your wealth. And the emphasis would be on effective uh, because we can do all of the tax planning and minimizing state and federal tax but if you're not getting your wishes met and delivering to the people that you love all that you work for, um, it could cause problems and it could be a big disappointment. And Frank, in, in your experiences in these discussions, you know, going through the wealth planning efforts, do you find that business owners at large really are recognizing the need for a smart estate planning and then they are, in fact, taking the steps needed to address it? Yes and no, Ryan, uh, would be the best answer. The good news, at a min minimalistic level, um, there's about 88%, according to studies, that successful entrepreneurs are at least drafting up and having a will. But today, that would not be sufficient. And there's so many moving parts in a business. There's so many dynamics on a personal level, as well as personnel and uh, tax and so forth, that if you're not keeping up, with the times, um, it could be problematic. But the good news is 88% at least have a will. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, 88%, obviously a high number, but I, I'm sensing a little bit of reserve in your voice there. Let's talk about that flip side then, about how business owners might not be truly taking care of their estate plan. What's that look like? Well, coming from our perspective, since estate planning is a major part of uh, financial planning, so is tax mitigation. And people know that the tax laws have changed throughout the years and through different um, 
presidential administrations and so forth. And what studies have shown is that successful entrepreneurs, about 85% of them um, are, at, if that have done an estate plan, they're at least five years old. And there's so many things that could be uh, different uh, over a period of five years, such as changes in the tax laws. Um, some of the older estate plan may no longer be valid because there are new members of the family or there's changes in marriage status, so forth. Um, your changes in the company's financial health, as well as the individual's personal wealth may have changed. You may be wealthier, you may be less wealthy. And, you know, the business may be 100% or 50% or a third of one's net worth. So those changes could happen uh, through the course of life. Um, most importantly, I think we see a lot of change in personal and family situations over the years, whether it be a marriage or a divorce or someone passes. Uh, the estate plan could be ineffective in many cases um, if it's not updated in, I would say, at least every two to three years. Yeah, so it's sounding to me like a, a, it's very likely that current estate plans these days are uh, really outdated for a lot of these sizable business owners and, and those individuals that would have a lot of various elements within their estate plan moving, ebbing, flowing, and, and at play overall. Am I correct in saying that? That is very correct. Um, you know, out, outdated and outdated estate plans, namely documents and so forth, um, can be very likely ineffective. Uh, and that's why we try to keep our business owners, especially up to date with tax law changes, not only on the income tax side, but also on the estate side. Um, we've seen many situations over the years where either children or aging parents um, may be a factor in the, in the planning and the use of money and finances uh, a lot of the members of the family may not be equipped to deal with it uh, effectively. So if they're not keeping up with a, at least a professional or a group of their advisors, uh, bad things could happen. Sure. And I want to dive a little deeper into this because this is a really interesting part of this conversation, Frank. Do you have any examples or situation maybe uh, that really exposes how an outdated estate plan can really put an entrepreneur and their family at risk? Sure. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of different situations. You know, sometimes you could find that families from many miles, thousands of miles away could show up at, at, at the funeral and feel they're entitled or may think they're entitled. We've seen um, unfinished financial plans or estate plans lead to some very costly litigation. Um, Sometimes there's relationships that, you know, the family didn't even know about uh, that may have a financial interest. Um, we've seen situations where uh, a child who might be the primary beneficiary might have a drug or alcohol problem and uh, would not be the right reliable person to facilitate one's estate. Uh, we've seen situations where people have come out of favor with the family uh, we've seen many situations where there's a, in a business in an entrepreneurial situation where um, not all the children are equal in financial status, but some may need um, help more than others. 
such as a special needs child or someone who's impaired in some other way financially. So then it becomes a question of what's fair and what's equal. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different variables and, and it sounds like situations that are, are popping up in these moments where outdated estate plans exist. And, and boy, can it create a lot of turmoil like some of those examples you just mentioned, Frank. But Frank, to, to start moving in the right direction then for those business owners and the entrepreneurs out there, what would you say they should be considering uh, doing if they do find themselves in this position where their estate plan may be outdated and they want to avoid some of those negative outcomes you just mentioned? Well, the first thing I would do is look to see if the financial situation has changed since the last estate plan had been completed. Uh, have, have any of your intentions changed for the business interest? Um, has anything else changed uh, where there might be a change in dynamics in the family or where there may be children coming into the business or there might be key people in the business? I, I think of this analogy of an airplane. Here's a business owner who has some key employees and uh, all of a sudden some family members start coming into the business. And the analogy is that you start seeing the pilot and then the co-pilot and the airline stewardess jumping out of the plane. You know, who's going to fly the plane if you have inexperienced children coming into a business? So uh, you have to be sensitive to and fair to uh, key personnel when you're getting into the dynamic of a family-owned business, which represents most of the small businesses uh, in the country. So... Um, there's a lot of factors that go into establishing a family constitution that needs to be revisited frequently, and you have to be transparent and keep the communication live. So it sounds, yeah, in terms of that, that communication you just mentioned, you know, I always like the old expression, communication can equal clarity. And so once you have clarity on a lot of these different variables at play, Frank, what would you say is the next kind of actionable step that entrepreneurs and business owners can be taking to, let's say, shore up their estate planning efforts? Well, first of all, I would address how, how you want any of the children to receive assets, whether they're in the business or not in the business, whether they have sufficient wealth or not sufficient wealth, whether they want, whether you should be giving it to them in a lump sum or spread out over a period of years and sprinkling the, the uh, proceeds. Uh, not everybody is ready and capable of handling large sums of wealth. So you have to take that into consideration. Uh, the second thing would be whether to distribute the assets using that fairness approach versus equal approach. And parents are sensitive to, you know, the, the, the least happy child or the, or the least advantaged child. And that sometimes weighs into you know, how, how you take care of them. Is there a special needs trust that needs to be provided uh, for one of the children? And maybe you can use cheaper dollars to fund it by buying a life insurance policy or an annuity so that you're not really depriving the other members of the family, but you're taking care of the certainty that uh, one of your children may need extra support. The third would be, um, you know, having a succession plan for your business, uh, you know, and that's where the family constitution comes in. And, um, 
that should be revisited at least annually, if not more, more often. There is, uh, there are existing documents that you don't want to overlook or get outdated, beginning with a basic will, trust documents, which if you're a complex business owner, you're going to have to have more documents than just a simple will. Um, the beneficiary forms on your life insurance, your investment accounts, your retirement accounts, how often we've seen people come in and, you know, they might be in a second marriage and they never took their their ex-wife or husband off of their um, their beneficiary designation. Having a durable power of attorney or a healthcare proxy critical um, so that when you're incapable of, of functioning, someone can step in and, and take on the business. Um, a living will on how you want to be cared for in your in your final moments is uh, also important. Uh, the one that gets neglected the most in which I think financial planning uh, does a pretty good job of assisting people is having an inventory of assets, list of their contacts, bankers and advisors and attorneys, having their passwords and emails or other online accounts safely encrypted in some type of uh, vault. Uh, these are the types of things that leave families burdened when they don't know what was supposed to be done. Oh, no, this is great stuff today, Frank. And Frank, I understand there's a really helpful visual representation that you have of, of what it takes and what really goes into building an efficient wealth or excuse me, estate plan overall. Frank, would you care to walk us through that and showcase that, that, uh, that graphic for us? Sure. And, you know, estate planning is both qualitative and quantitative. So we begin with a very intense um, discovery meeting that reviews the values of the family, their goals, their relationships, who their advisors are, and what their assets and liabilities are, and, and what, their, what, what joy do they get out of the things and interests in life. Then we segue into the five pillars of wealth management, which has to do with wealth preservation, that usually goes with estate planning, wealth protection, making sure you have all the right insurances, uh, we do wealth enhancement, which has to do with mitigating taxes. The wealth transfer is where we discussed today is do we do we pass it on to the family? Do we pass it on to charities? And do we pass it or do we pay taxes? And that's pretty much how we build your estate house. Uh, we start out with the foundation. We build towards making sure there's enough liquidity and basic gifting techniques we follow that up with strategic transfers. And then finally, when there's surplus, uh, we do engage in charitable planning, which also enhances other aspects of their wealth, which we identify for them. And that can all be visualized in the uh, few templates that, that we illustrated. On this show, we are always talking about strategies and solutions, considerations, right, uh, regardless of what topic we're addressing. But equally as important to those items, it's always, you know, really beneficial to talk about some of the mistakes, right, some of the risks that exist and things that people should be considering that might lead to negative outcomes. So with, you know, respect to today's conversation surrounding estate planning, are there any other tips or rather warnings, if you will, that somebody should be considering uh, as they look to revise and update their estate plan? Yes, I think the biggest um, message that I would give to entrepreneurs, business owners, 
and this comes from firsthand experience as well as textbook knowledge. Uh, we did talk about in the beginning the efficient transfer of wealth, which has a lot to do with the tax mitigation. And, you know, if you could pay zero estate taxes instead of 40% of, of your estate, you know, that's desirable. But business owners tend to be very controlling and, you know, A-type personalities. And as they age and as they become more aware of their mortality, they start to think about um, the personal stuff and the qualitative, that effective transference of wealth of what did they really have all this money for and wealth. And sometimes that gets neglected by the mechanical stuff. So my my biggest message would be to not overweight the financial part, but to really think hard about what you want to happen to each of the people that you love and what, what was the value and motivation behind creating this wealth. Yeah, thinking about that bigger picture overall. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff, Frank. And, and Frank, I know these are conversations that you're having with your business owner clients and entrepreneurs out there. Um, if anybody in our audience today, you know, let's say this conversation struck a chord with them and they're realizing, well, oh boy, maybe I do need to do some updating to my estate plan, or maybe I just need to revisit this topic overall myself. And maybe they're interested in picking your brain or your team's brain just uh, regarding their unique situation. What would be the best way they can get in touch with you guys to just open up a dialogue on this? Well, once we have a qualified prospect and qualified has a lot of different meaning. Um, if someone has a business or wealth or they have affluence, uh, there's no obligation for them to schedule a discovery meeting where we address wealth preservation, wealth uh, protection, charitable giving, uh, wealth transfer, whether it's lifetime or at, at post-mortem post or after death. And uh, wealth enhancement with tax mitigation. If if someone is interested in optimizing their wealth, uh, and they may be doing a pretty good job right now, but they want to optimize it, I would make a call, and you know, in a very short interview, uh, we could determine if there's a fit, and if there's not, we can put them in the right direction. Fantastic. Well, Frank, look, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you carving some time out of your day. There's a lot of good conversation here in the episode today, a lot of value for our business owner audience out there, uh, a lot of considerations really for them and their estate planning efforts. But uh, really a great conversation. And uh, Frank, looking forward to having you back and, and diving into another topic here down the road. You as well. I'm looking forward to it too, Ryan. We got the whole year ahead of us. Absolutely, Frank. And hey, look, we want to say one final thank you, as always, to our audience for stopping by and being a part of the conversation here today. If you enjoyed today's conversation and you benefited from you know what was said, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode and a future conversation where Frank and I dive into another wealth management topic. And at the end of the day, this is really wealth and wisdom. We want to, or wisdom and wealth, if you will. Uh, we're trying to provide value here in these episodes that can help reinforce your financial world. And we'd hate to have you miss out on any of those great conversations. So for Frank, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us here on Wisdom and Wealth. 
Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. The Astorino Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide legal or tax advice or services. Please consult your legal or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial representatives offer access to trust services through the private trust company NA, an affiliate of LPL Financial.